listening this has been the handsome hockey podcast (laughs) signing off that was episode 59 yeah that's our best one yet (laughs) welcome everybody to another episode that's right we're back again episode 59 of the handsome hockey podcast here in beautiful portland oregon my name is jake and across from me is evan happy trans day of visibility to everybody yeah, we're not going to get this out until a day or two after it, but we're it is today. Yeah, we're recording on, on said day, and uh, for those that celebrate, it's a really important today. There are many trans athletes that are near and dear to our heart, and we hope that they're celebrating wherever they are. It feels like we're kind of getting bogged down by days uh, when you like mm-hmm. think about it, but days I can do without are like, talk like a pirate day. Like, <laughs> We can say the the cliche thing that, you know, every day should be Trans Visibility Day, but the fact that there is a day and that we can talk about it on our hockey podcast is cool like mm-hmm. that's it, um, and shed light, more light on, on the day and on, you know, the difficulties that trans folks deal with on an everyday basis. I was arguing with uh, somebody in the comment section on The Athletic on a Tottenham Hotspur article and, and Spurs have a player who routinely likes homophobic and transphobic things oh, okay. on the internet. Wow, an athlete liking questionable media. <laughs> who you, would have thought? You don't say. Uh, a Brazilian. No way. Ooh. He, yeah, he also openly stumped for their like near fascist president uh, who just, yeah, yeah, who just got elected. Might actually be worse than Trump. He's definitely worse than Trump. Oh, he real bad. He can just, I think he can just get away with more. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So, like, I was arguing and he, they were like, well, his politics don't hurt anyone. I was like, no, he, like, openly supports homophobic and transphobic things. Like, do you not realize that every day queer and trans folks are murdered or subjected to cruelty and harm or self-harm because they have some of the highest suicide rates in the world. Right. And it's this sort of shit that promotes that those thoughts that allow people and give people the 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 courage effectively to continue this sort of hateful behavior. I was like, this is hate. And they're like, it's just his beliefs. I was like, no, yeah, fine, yeah, they're his beliefs, but his beliefs are full of hatred right? and cause harm. And if your beliefs cause harm, they're bad beliefs. Yeah, there is like a small, you know, vein of people that kind of think that, oh, just because you believe it, that means it's okay. Like, oh, they, they believe that. It's yeah. okay. And it's like, no, that, that doesn't just give you a pass just because it's really, you know, in your heart. Like, beliefs are just ideas that are super strong. I reference the Chris Rock character from Dogma. But, like, you know, it's better to have, have thoughts than beliefs because you can change thoughts. And, and I don't know. It, that it, people hide behind the idea of beliefs uh, to do all sorts of unethical things is, is yeah. kind of laughable to me. Yeah, so... The point here being, it's really important for us to have days like this Mm -hmm. to really shine a light on 
a wonderful community for all of the positives that uh, that emanate from that community, but also to shine a light on the violence and the harshness that many of these folks are subjected to, not just in like countries where you're like, oh yeah, they're they're really awful, but right fucking here in the United States as right. well. And I look forward to the day when you know maybe today is celebrated kind of far and wide the way that uh, uh, gay pride is. For all trans listeners, we're here for you. We support you. This day is for you, but you know us and hopefully people around you are here for you every day. You know, speaking of people who need to be more visible, we have also seen uh, one hockey player who is in the who is under an NHL contract uh, come out as homosexual. Luke Prokop. He's in the the Nashville Predators organization. Mm-hmm. And he is getting some custom kicks. Um, and oh by kicks, goodness. we mean kicks with blades on them. <laughs> some nice new Bauer skates. Yeah. Uh, these are absolute beauties. I suggest anybody go to Luke Prokop's Twitter and take a look at them. They're just really clean Bowers with like this nice rainbow streak. And it looks it looks amazing. They're really fucking sharp. Like mm-hmm. I would wear one or I guess two. Technically, you have to wear skates on both feet right and it'd be weird to wear one skate and then a different skate on the other foot so i would wear two i would wear them mm-hmm. uh, i think them is probably the preferred term there <laughs> how do how does an english major talk this poorly <laughs> uh, yeah they're super cool check out his social media he's got them up there they're awesome they're really cool and uh, super exciting to see him getting this sort of uh swag out of uh you know, having the courage to come out as a hockey player, which is a extremely conservative sport. And for yeah. him to have that courage is really awesome. And he should be rewarded by a lot more things. But getting a sweet pair of skates is definitely a good one. One bit of hockey news that we want to wrap up from last week is the latest uh, in the Evgeny Dadanov trade, no trade saga. Turns out, didn't do anything wrong. His agent submitted his no trade clause as was required in his list. And and he knew from the second that the news dropped that his no trade list was going to get honored and he wasn't going to Anaheim. And so uh, luckily for Vegas, he's sticking around and they did a good job of kind of making light of the scenario by uh, saying, welcome back when he scored in his first game back. Uh, So, you know, this seems like one of the things that'll probably heal over in time perhaps, but yeah, they, they desperately need him. Vegas really on the ropes right now, maybe not making the playoffs, which would be crazy if that happens. Well, when you look at their injuries, it's not that crazy. But like if you look at mm-hmm. what they were supposed to be at the beginning of the year, yeah, it's absolutely nuts that they're are that they are where they are in the standings. Yeah, Robin Lehner was apparently healthy to, enough to back up tonight. Um, so maybe he's on the mend, but they're sitting out of wildcard spot right now. Nobody would expect that with, you know, how much money they are spending to put the team they have on the ice on the ice and uh, well over the cap. <laughs> yeah. And, and th- that this completely borked their, uh, let's say creative use of LTIR rules and, and the salary cap that we've seen the lightning do before uh, this completely screwed them up. So like, kind of shows, hey, there is actually a risk to what Tampa did uh, 
when they did the same thing and, and stashed guys in LTIR to bring back for the playoffs where there's no salary cap. Speaking of things that are no more, Eugene Melnick passed away. Yeah, the owner of the Senators passed away from what was declared a long battle with an illness. Yeah, one can kind of make some assumptions therein, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. Yeah. It was diphtheria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had recently traveled to Oregon and got... Uh, <laughs> Via covered wagon. Yeah. And, and Ownership of the team is going to go to his daughters, Anna and Olivia. I know a lot of Senators fans, when Eugene Melnick passed away, were, you know, obviously people are sad that somebody had died. Like, yeah, at but the age I of 62, know, he was very young. Uh, this obviously mm-hmm. came as somewhat of a surprise. They had kept his health kind of under, under wraps, but there were rumblings about you know, what his health status was. Yeah. And so it's, it's a big question now, like what will happen with the team under new stewardship? Mm-hmm. Do Anna and Olivia plan on spending more money? Uh, like their father was apparently kind of opposed to, do they spend less money? Do they sell the team? Like what does, what happens with the team, you know? Right. Because, you know, say what you will about Eugene Melnick's, uh, management of the team and kind of relationship with the media, uh, the people around him loved him. And uh, a lot of people had some really good things to say about him. Uh, Pierre Dorian had some really touching things to say about him. Um, And part of the reason that the senators are even still in Ottawa is him. He bought them from bankruptcy in 2003. Um, After 10 years back, they started back in Ottawa in, in 93. Yeah, he's definitely a, a an Ottawa hero in that mm-hmm. in that um, sense because they like they could be in Houston or whatever right. or not exist at all. Yeah, they could be another Quebec. Like that writing was kind of on the wall. There was a recipe for you know moving that team to a juicier market. Where say where you will, but yeah, it, it it's a testament that he kept them there, and you know they were competitive like twice in that span um yeah and it's a challenging market and he you know kept them there through the challenges and and i don't know i don't know how to end that (laughs) well hopefully you know hopefully with you know new uh leadership we can the the senators turn a new page Mm -hmm. and you know what that page is is unwritten and could be anything right but you know a lot of times you see when ownership changes or a team is you know handed off to an error or whatever there's a little bit of transition there's a little bit of change or all-out warfare in the case of what is it the the broncos yeah i i don't remember yeah they're like it's in like lawyers and judges hands because the siblings are all like fighting over the broncos oh perfect Uh, it could be like a half fields in the mccoy's situation but they're all doing it like on the field at mile high stadium (laughs) (laughs) instead of like in backwoodsy towns i mean that would be really interesting if you know the ownership of an nhl nfl franchise or nhl franchise like was handed out to the winner of a cage match of old people you know or rich white people like 
hitting each other with chairs and ladders and stuff. It's got to have the WWF announcers mm-hmm. doing the announcing. And maybe we bring in like the and one guys too. We get some, oh baby. Well, you could stream it on multiple services. So yeah, get multiple commentators. That'd be great. <laughs> Speaking of the big shows, uh, the PHF handed out an Isabel cup this week. No, it didn't. It, it, it didn't? No. Are you just pretending that didn't happen? What what happened? What's the Isabel Cup? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the What's Isabel this Cup, PHF? You know, uh, the, the, the PHF, the Premier Hockey Federation, formerly known as the NWHL. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. The National Women's Hockey League. Where am Premier I? Premier Women's uh, Hockey League in America. What do I do? Who am I? No, oh. I'm you. <laughs> no, you are me. <laughs> so... Sorry, I blacked out there. Um, I've just been in mourning uh, <laughs> since Monday evening. I don't know if you can't tell, but Jake's team didn't win. It's not so much that my team didn't win. It's that my soul is dead. Uh, yes. um, in the two-ish years that I've been rooting for the Connecticut Whale, I have decided to go all in and love them tenderly. and Love uh, them madly, perhaps? Uh, it's... It's unhealthy at this point, I think. Um, it's, I think part of that is when I got on the bandwagon, they were terrible. <laughs> like, they had just come off of an off, absolutely awful season. And in two years, you know, Colton Orr and the ownership of that team has transformed them into a juggernaut. You got to start somewhere. Right. And so, to see the regular season PHF champs fall to the back-to-back plus blank space where it's not handed out plus back champions. <laughs> they're saying back-to-back champions, but really, they're like the three-time-in-a-row champions. I mean, I think if a trophy is not awarded, they just call that a wash. So, it's, yes, they're back-to-back champions. Yeah. Uh, so, the Boston Pride uh, showed up when uh, they needed to and steamrolled through the Isabel Cup playoffs and then were awarded the Isabel Cup in, uh, let's just, they marauded <laughs> through the playoffs. Katie Burt gave up three goals on 85 shots. Uh, they won wow. three games in four days, shutting out the Buttes, beating the snot out of Toronto, and then Connecticut had them on the ropes for two periods and then the third period of the championship opened and the pride scored two goals in 17 seconds and it was ball game. They just, mm. they scored another goal, empty net, but they choked the life out of it. Katie Burt said in her post game that she didn't think the whale even had one shot on net in the third period. <laughs> they did, um, but it wasn't much more than that. Um, it was, it was a three minutes of, offensive masterclass followed by 17 minutes of just total shutdown like 1993 new jersey devils hockey it was yeah that's insane that a team trying to come back from that deficit can only manage a couple of shots on net it was a stellar performance i uh, i spent both of the whales playoff games uh live tweeting and uh I just started tweeting sad Shits Creek gifs at the, the for the last period of the the championship game because the the whale just couldn't do anything. It was it felt like a fait accompli. It was it was just over. 
as soon as the pride got that third goal, it just felt like it was done. One thing I do appreciate is that the pride have fully accepted that they are the bad guy and that they are the everybody's hated enemy in the league now. Yeah. I mean, really such a stretch for a Boston sports franchise to know how to do that. But uh, I'm doing the Kevin McAllister home alone <laughs> face, like shocked face. Uh, it's it was even like in it's clearly been encouraged as well yeah, like i mean it, it's some pretty high quality trolling yeah like they posted pictures of them with the isabel cup on uh some threads of their competitors the toronto six posted so i guess we're rooting for the the whale and soroya tinker commented on that hashtag buck faustin and then uh kaylee fracken responded with a picture of her drinking Mick ultras on the ice in Tampa, uh, holding the Isabel cup. And it was just like amazing trolling. Uh, Katie Burt, Katie Burt, uh, said rip to the rest of the PHF Boston wins again (laughs) in her post game interview. That's what it, that's what the league needs. Like it needs to be kind of like a little bit of pro wrestling in there and just, we're going to put it in your face and we're going to start some shit. I mean, good-hearted shit. Yeah, on the internet, everybody, everybody needs a foil, right? Everybody mm-hmm. needs a heel, and Boston is just diving headlong into their heel turn, and I appreciate it. You know, I, I I'm an unabashed whale lover. Um, both the animal and the hockey team. It turns out, um, don't kill whales. Um, let them kill you. Uh, no, I like Kirill. <laughs> Kaprizov too. Yeah, Krill Kaprizov. <laughs> That's the Wales' favorite NHL player. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's like a Justin Beluga somewhere <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a really great season. It's a great cap to a, a fantastic season in the PHF. Obviously, I didn't really pay a lot of attention early on. Uh, I knew they existed, but only vaguely. And it also wasn't on easily accessible TV, and I was poor. So, like, <laughs> uh, But, you know, now that Evan and I are doing this podcast and we can really dive in and appreciate the, the PHF and the women's game in general a lot more, this was a great season. Yeah. Toronto and uh, Toronto and Connecticut had masterclass seasons. Uh, it just turns out the the pride were better, <laughs> um, and that's one of the things you get from uh, one and done playoff series. It you know were the pride the best team in seven game series? It would be a little bit easier to say that they were you know the best team right now, but obviously they came prepared and and won the tournament to end the season and yeah hats off to him yeah and there has been talk about expanding the playoffs next year to like a three game series or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, i'd like to see that i would uh, at least the finals i think that would be great um but it's um sorry like you got the sense from the games that Boston could probably win a series too. For sure. Yeah. Once they fully integrated Cali Flanagan into those teams, like you're bringing a gold medal world cup winning player 
and who is just an absolutely dynamic skater to a team full of just completely dynamic skaters uh, and putting her on the back line and just letting her do her thing. Uh, you know, I know that um, Taylor Wenskowski won the MVP, but it really okay. could have gone to a number of folks. Uh, not to say that Taylor is undeserving. She had a great playoff, but Katie Burt was phenomenal. Callie Flanagan was phenomenal. It just so happened she scored the game-winning goal, but she had also scored the game-winning goal in the Isabel Cup final last year as well. So uh, <laughs> she has a knack, one yeah. would say. Uh, her and Marie Philip Poulain need to like hang out. They might already. I don't know. <laughs> just if they don't, they should. Them and like uh, Justin Williams, just people known for being clutch <laughs> in hockey. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're, we're just the clutch club. Yeah. Uh, oh, were you invited? No, no, you weren't. <laughs> it turns out. Uh, yeah, this it, it, it's it's a bummer that the season's over and we have to wait until next fall to get more of the PHF. And the PWHPA will for sure be having some events over the coming months. So we'll keep you abreast of those as they come out. And the PWHPA and PHF have been in talks apparently uh maybe mediated by the nhl uh at least broaching the subject of a unified professional women's hockey league um it doesn't look, sound like it's going to happen right now but even that they're just sitting in a room and talking about it is music to my ears yeah i mean any sort of movement on that front and we're not in any one corner like no. we're not saying they should join forces we're not saying they should be two separate leagues we just want women's hockey to be more visible and mm -hmm. more uh universally lauded for the wonderful game that it is however they go about that is fine with us we're still going to cover it but it would be cool to see uh some some movement on that front either way or you know the process of combining two leagues is no matter what going to be uh hard and fraught with storylines and hard feelings so you know there will be interest and intrigue no matter which way it goes but uh yeah two leagues is interesting one league i think a lot of people myself included are rooting for but um I mean, it just seems like it would be the most marketable and visible that way. But uh, and you can get all of your favorite players all in one place. But in yeah. one streaming service. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't have a dog in that fight, whatever's best for the game. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, hopefully it, it's visible. It's high quality. And we see a really great product on the ice. Speaking of product on the ice. We are in the midst of a scoring frenzy right now. The stat heads have weighed in and uh, we are seeing NHL scoring the highest since the 95-96 season. I don't have the number in front of me of what that is. Well, it helps that every time Detroit gets on the ice, they give up almost double digit goals. Yeah, they have had a pretty insane streak of that, uh, you know, really helping that scoring race just by their by themselves. 
They have so far this season in a game given up zero goals, one goal, two ah 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 goals, <laughs> three goals, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven goals. Eleven being the f- record for a single game in a cap era. Yeah, it's they're terrible. Um, they're also still really intriguing and fun to watch yeah in a lot I of mean, ways it's, it's crazy hockey because they can score goals uh, yeah they, they just... put up four against new york last night uh losing in overtime because they gave up five um <laughs> uh, i think we have finally mercifully seen the end of the jeff blashell era in detroit yeah he's gonna be gone if he's not, you got to start thinking like he might be the one person who has dirt on Steve Eiserman. Like, <laughs> did they share a hotel room in Boca Raton at one point? Like, I don't know what this guy's got going for him because he's the second longest tenured coach in the NHL. I understand keeping him around through this rebuilding process because what's the <laughs> point of fire him then? <laughs> well, at a certain point, the rebuild goes as far as it can, right? Right, yeah, and and that's how it works. That you get the the transition coach, and then you get your actual like real coach. Nothing against him. I think he's an NHL caliber coach. I just think it feels it. It just feels like it. There needs to be like this painful separation at this point. Speaking of separation, yeah, uh, two ahos separated in time distance, uh, but apparently connected by aho gravity uh managed to score at the exact almost the exact same time uh while 500 miles apart both sebastian ahos in the league one for the islanders and the other for the hurricanes uh scored 34 seconds apart what the hell is this a sign of an apocalypse sebastian aho scoring isn't that far out of out of the realm of possibilities but sebastian aho scoring is kind of (laughs) like that doesn't happen that often so for this for sebastian aho to score within 34 seconds of sebastian aho is like honestly it's kind of a magical moment in the nhl i'm surprised they're not celebrating sebastian aho for being able to score right around the same time as sebastian aho like i that's that's really cool the sebastian aho for carolina is an established star the sebastian aho for the islanders is a relatively new NHL player. So, uh, yeah, this is just proof that gravity equals love as asserted in interstellar and, uh, that the world is ending. Well, I mean, we all know that. (laughs) That's true. I'm just Uh, waiting for the volcanoes, man. Sticking on scoring, uh, Matthews scored his 50th goal of the season, becoming only the fourth player in, toronto maple leafs history to do it hats off to him he's maybe the deadliest hockey player in the game right now so you know he's super fun to watch are we saying that he is the apex predator of the nhl then perhaps if he's not scoring he's cross-checking you in the back of the head in front of the net and getting suspended for it so he's the great white shark (laughs) of the uh we're gonna need a bigger boat (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) Uh, you know what that tattoo says <laughs> the SS first round playoff loss. Ooh, mm. Oof. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he's got a boat, Jonathan Huberdo, and he is. He's got a boatload of assists. Yeah, rode his boat to 71 assists this year. Holy mackerel. So far. 
holy mackerel are you pulling that from the uh the mickey redmond <laughs> i was just book? going with a c theme and then you know Connor mcdavid like yawned himself to 100 points yeah, nobody's talking about Connor McDavid this year, and it's just he's just like, oh yeah, I'm still the best player in the world. And we're like, right? Yeah, yeah, we know. Cool. Yeah. Hey, cool, bud. It, Connor McDavid's gonna fucking quit and play baseball. Like this is getting, <laughs> it's getting bad. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, what's the Edmonton equivalent of the Birmingham Barons? Yeah. Uh, uh, the and also uh, speaking of 100 hitting the century mark colorado was the first team to hit 100 points in the nhl this year uh, we've got some other teams that are close uh, i think heading into today uh, the panthers were at 98 and i think the hurricanes were at 98 as well they are well one they're the only team even remotely close in the west and two they're the first to get there so congrats to them that's pretty cool they're one hell of a team and they're not even remotely healthy right now so uh good for them (laughs) yeah as we round into playoff time uh there are some teams that have not done some much winning this year and have been eliminated from playoff contention the coyotes have been eliminated i think for a little while now but they were montreal has been eliminated for a while Montreal also uh but the devils flyers and kraken were added to the lists of teams with gravestones i think anybody in the east who isn't in right now is out i i know like it's mathematically possible but the islanders are 15 points behind the caps right now for between eighth and ninth and there's 16 games to go like and it's not happening it's over <laughs> it's, i mean they're that's cute they're trying the islanders over. have put together you know couple games in a row wins but uh, yeah they're uh like six that team, three and one in their last 10 right. but but that team is not good enough to uh recover from the 13 game road trip to start the year like the the tailspin that was their first two months yeah it it's kind of just a lost season for them it pains me to say it but you know you just kind of regroup and start training for next year at this point almost go sign some puck moving defensemen while you're at it yeah that's the other thing is they didn't really recover from the devon taves trade like Yes, they were cap Or Nick Letty. That too. And I think Nick Letty kind of showed you that he's worth at least uh, one goal against per game. Uh, and <laughs> As we kind of near the very end of the season, things are going to start to shake out in the NHL. The West is still totally up for grabs yeah. playoff-wise. Uh, like Colorado's in. We know that. Outside of that, uh, Calgary and... Calgary probably. Question mark? Yeah, it's it's going to be any number of a combination of teams. Yeah, uh Minnesota's probably in, but after that like so St. Louis is the fourth place team in the West right now. They have 83 points. The Stars are the first team out right now and they have 77. Right. So, and the Stars have games in hand over everybody. So, like this is it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited. Uh we're on the West Coast, so we get to watch some of these games at mm-hmm. appreciable times. <laughs> if you're an East Coast sports fan, you're doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> West Coast sports fandom is where it's at. But the eliminated teams got eliminated knowing, luckily for their GMs, that the salary cap will be going up next year by $1 million. It's a joke we have to make because we are of that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a pinky to my mouth. You didn't see that, obviously. Yeah. But. yeah, that movie came out when we were, what, like 
gosh, I'm older than you. I was probably like 13 maybe when it came out. Austin Powers, at least like the first one, just had a disordinate effect on my like sense of humor growing up. I, it, and it's kind of funny that the movie holds up pretty well because it's mostly kind of mocking spy movies and mocking the other movies that mocked spy movies. That Austin Powers one rocks is a hill that I'll die on. I was right. It was 13 when I came or I was 13 when it came out, which not, is like I not. It was 13 when I came out. That would be, <laughs> that would be, be weird. weird. Yeah. Uh, or if I was 13 when I came out, that just has a whole lot of double entendres there. Yeah. I wonder if maybe like I was a grown teenager inside my mother being like, I'm ready to be born. <laughs> I'm ready to watch Austin Powers. And she's like, no. And I was like, please let me go. <laughs> 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 i don't know if i'm gonna edit that or not we'll see sticking with evil taylor hall you bad man yeah uh he did more or less exactly what austin matthews did the other week and uh, uh got away with it i'm gonna disagree with that i think he uh, did just, uh, more or less is doing a lot of work there but i think he did exactly what dylan larkin did game one to matthew joseph yeah and, and got suspended uh, and got suspended for a game for it Maybe even worse of a sucker punch because at least you could make the assumption that Matthew Joseph should have seen it coming because he was at least facing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Hall was just like, nah, I'm going to punch you in the back of the head. <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless your heart, boy. I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the back of the head. I don't know why the southern accent came out there, but I kind of like it. I think yeah. it, it fits somehow. Uh, so Taylor Hall was fined $5,000 for punching Ilya Lubushkin in the back of the head um, because the department of player unsafety makes no fucking sense at all. It's just spin the wheel of the, the player safety. And uh, yeah, it, it landed on the maximum fine of a player, which is hilariously $5,000 or one used Toyota or like a bad day in jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Like you got six questions, right? Congrats. Better a bad day in Jeopardy than a bad day at the Oscars, huh? Depends on who you're asking. Uh, <laughs> if you're asking the viewing public, I, I think we disagree with you. <laughs> uh, if you're asking Chris Rock's face, yeah, he's probably upset about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, rumor has it that the Department of Player Safety has contacted Will Smith and uh, he's going to have an in-person interview. Um, they may penalize him for instigation and roughing. Well, he doesn't have the star power that he used to have. So, you know, he's not going to get the, the Austin Matthews treatment. He's going to, but he's get on the, team Scientology there. Is he still on team I don't Scientology? Know. I, I, I think they were, they're uh, like Mormons and that you can't ever leave. It's oh, like hotel California. No, if you run out of money, you get kicked out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then your e-meter goes yeah, to like zero. Like the Mormons. Your e-meter goes to zero. Yeah. And you walk around flaccid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, it, we'll, we'll just call it like it is. Scientology is a fucking cult. Like that place. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I if mean, you're a part of it, sorry, not sorry. You can just come over one cult to the hockey cult. It's yeah. A, it's much funner here. Yeah. And you can uh, put knives on your feet. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so Will Smith, he completed the Gordie Howe hat trick. He got he got one fight, one win, one nomination. 
I don't really want to talk about the Oscars that much because I don't give a shit, but no. this was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, for one night, the Oscars was an AHL game in that you came, you were mostly bored by the product, but then there was a fight. Did they and, bring out teachers at intermission and make them fight for money <laughs> on the ice? Yeah, that was a thing. And that I'm glad you brought that up because that was <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it might as well have been dollar beer night, dollar dog night um, at the Rockford Metro Center. <laughs> like, <laughs> but thank goodness, Chris Rock, not actually hurt. Um, unfortunately, Clayton Keller was seriously injured and is going to be out for the year after awkwardly crashing into the boards uh, immediately after a shot attempt. And reportedly, Phil Kessel went straight to the medical area to check on him and give him some support uh, instead of going to the locker room. And this just reiterates why we fucking love Phil Kessel. I mean, maybe he's kind of practicing for his new dad life, um, but yeah, He's, he's a human who feels things. Yeah. That's nice to see. Like, I mean, he maybe went in and said to Clayton Keller, put some leaves on it. But there, here's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulled it out of his pocket. <laughs> out of his hot- <laughs> I have an insulated hot dog. I have an insulated hot dog pocket in my hockey pads. I would not put that past Phil Kessel. A buddy of mine and I at work have like this long-standing bet where if one of us pulls the pocket dog trick at a meeting, <laughs> the other like owes him beers for like a month or something like that. Pocket dogs being made famous by Rafi in the league. If you're not familiar, um, I'm not, but actually. Uh, just YouTube some pocket dogs. It's pretty outstanding. I mean, can we get a super cut of like him and uh, the pocket tots from Napoleon Dynamite? Yes, yes, Lord, just, we can get a supercut. Yeah, just get a, uh, you know, a full like pocket Happy Meal, tots and a dog. I think anytime I pull food out of my pocket, I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> uh, so back to Phil Kessel and Clayton <laughs> Keller. Clayton Keller, until this point, had not missed a game for 357 straight games and sits somehow at number four on the Ironman streak sat. Yeah. RIP until he fell like that one egg. I don't know. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Until he fell like Humpty Dumpty from the list at number four, Phil Kessel famously at number two and hopefully, hopefully at number one, uh, shortly after Keith Yandel about gets healthy scratched here in a minute he's number one in our hearts yeah he, phil kessel is is i think he's gonna win it straight away i don't think keith yandel can keep this up for very long and i think is that this phil a kessel, cialis commercial <laughs> i mean it might that might be applicable to keith yandel at this I, point i might be older than keith yandel his game so like <laughs> his, his game is a little flaccid yeah and uh yes you know, his game his his Shots kind of dip. (laughs) So, yeah, this sucks that Clayton Keller had his leg break to end his number four Ironman position. But uh, if you're going to lose some games, though, at least it's a big injury and not like a broken pinky or some shit. Yeah. And it's 
sounds like he's going to miss most of the off season. Uh, sounds like his timeline for recovery after surgery is four to six months. Um, he says he's going to be back for camp, but that's what they all say at this point. It's a nasty break if it's four to six months. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's a nasty bad. break if, if it requires surgery. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you, I saw it and it, reminds me of the board collision that i tore my acl on so i was like unhappy watching it it was just (laughs) he just goes in real fast uh and kind of gets discombobulated on a shot attempt and then can't really brace himself very well and uh yeah there wasn't any sort of nefarious things to it it was just just one of those unfortunate hockey plays and we wish him the best and a speedy recovery and a uh happy experience in physical therapy yeah speaking of physical therapy uh we're out of here um it's it's like 9 15 at night we're not going to physical therapy i just fucking botched that transition but you know what (laughs) we're gonna live with it uh Uh, we're expected back next week (laughs) to continue our iron man streak of 60 episodes uh and if you've been here for all of them well, you're one of us, actually. So uh, <laughs> congrats, Evan. <laughs> uh, we're about to be geriatric. Um, uh, my beard is already there, but otherwise, you know, so is the podcast. My hairline is is getting there. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow, we just got depressed. All right. <laughs> I um, mean, that's a symptom, man. <laughs> time to go get some. Uh, I'm going to rub some testosterone. Right on your dick. <laughs> I, think, I thought it goes in your armpit. Uh, it goes on your arm in general. I think that's, there's also a league bit where he rubs it on his junk. And yeah. Oh, I see. Your, your references, man. Are just oh like, man. You just got to watch the league. I've, I've seen like a handful of episodes, but I don't you oh, know, know the inside it's jokes. One of my favorite shows of all time. Um, anyways, uh, you can find us on the internets at handsomehockey.com. All of our episodes are posted there. So if you're looking for a place and you don't, have a smartphone or like listen to music somewhere or whatever find us there uh on instagram uh handsome hockey podcast at handsome hockey on twitter or handsome hockey pod at gmail.com if you want to email us uh like a good millennial and uh finally uh and then finally we have a facebook page it's just handsome hacking handsome hacky i went full midwest right there uh (laughs) with that (laughs) with that uh do you even know uh thanks for listening everybody we will see you soon take care and stay handsome everyone restez beau to le monde